a lot of mom's stories somehow connect back to World War II. Probably because without World War II, there would have been no mom. But even in the years that followed the war, it had a lasting impact, especially on her mother. Well, she ran through her own drummer pretty much most of the time. What's that mean? Um, she did whatever she felt like it. Uh, she, she was not a joiner, you know, so she didn't join clubs and stuff like that. But she, when you were growing up as a, in a kid, there was a, probably a lot of pressure for local moms to work together in, in groups and stuff. Was she not hanging out with the other local moms? No. Really? No. She was not into that. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and was that... Um, Tell us about that. She wasn't a joiner? No, she really wasn't. Was that because she was in a different country? Um, well, think, she was or? from a different country. So, right. You know. So being in a... Do you think if she had stayed in that country, would she have been a joiner? Or was that just not her personality at it all? It was just not her personality. That she really nice. wasn't... Uh, you know, she wasn't like that. Uh, I, I pretty much was the joiner. You know, I would join whatever. Uh, if I felt like doing a... Uh, uh, a horse riding club or a reading club or whatever. Mm. But again, you know, she was not she was not a joiner. She didn't want any part of it. How come? Yeah. I don't know. She just didn't. She wasn't into that stuff. She, she didn't have a lot of friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. She had one or two friends that she was friendly with, you know, pretty much Doris ha- Hannon. Uh, that was her friend, her primary friend. And she, you know, she, like I said, she, she was not a big. So how'd she spend her time? What was her, her days like? She sewed. She sewed and she painted. Oh. Yeah, she liked to paint. Really? She cook a lot? She didn't like to cook. I cooked. She liked when I cooked. And she thought I was a good cook and I thought she was a good cook. But she didn't like her cooking at all. Even when you were a kid? Yeah. She always thought her cooking was kind of bland, and I guess it was because where she came from, their main staple was basically boiled potatoes and beef. Yeah. I see. Okay. So there wasn't a whole lot of variety, perhaps. And they had just, uh, you know, the basic stuff that they felt like a- eating, and uh, they used to kill their own farm animals and stuff like that and that's what they ate and they would smoke the meat. What uh, kind of animals did they have? Well, they had chickens and cows and, and beef and you know, all kinds of good stuff like that. So, like I said, they would slaughter their own stuff and they would put it in a curing house that uh, her father had built on the property and so they would cure all their meats. You know, She would literally slaughter there, well, would she be part of that too? No, her father. Her <sighs> father. You know, she. Uh, one time she said they cut the head off a chicken and the chicken ran around for about an hour before the damn thing died. An wow. hour? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. My God. And what'd she I, say about that? Yeah. Well, she didn't like it. I mean, she <laughs> thought it was pretty disgusting, but, you know, but that was life on the farm. You know, that's what they did. Did she seem to like that life? She liked it, but she said it was very hard. And uh, her mother, you know, they used to make their own clothes. And, you know, they would, like I said, cure their own meats and stuff like that. And they would go into town. Uh, Somebody would bring them out milk. 
you know, and stuff like that, you know, pasteurized. Because uh, mm. the stuff that came out of the cows on the farm was not pasteurized. Mm. So they would send it into town and then they would pasteurize it and they'd bring it back or whatever. Mm. How old was she when the war started? When the war started, I guess. 39? No. No. Oh, the war was 39. Yeah, that's when, yeah. that's when World War II. Yeah, she was born in 20, 27, 25. So she was real young. She yeah, was only 25 or 27. Okay. So she was only a, uh, just, just a teen or just before a teen. Mm -hmm. And then when the war ended, she came over here as a bride. War bride, yeah. So she went very quickly from the farm to a suburban American neighborhood. What was it like the early years with her living in, in, in suburbia? Well, she didn't like it because she couldn't speak anybody's language. I mean, you know, she, she was very isolated. And my grandfather was really the only one who took her under his wing. And he'd sp he basically taught her to speak, speak English. He spoke German. Okay. And so he would... Your dad's dad. My dad's dad. And my father spoke German. So they basically, you know, taught her English and they, they kind of inundated her into American life. When she, <coughs> excuse me, when she came off the boat, all my father's friends were on the dock waiting for her to come off the boat. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they, and they, they couldn't believe that he had actually nailed such a beautiful woman. You know, because she, she was a looker. I mean, she really was a looker. And she had the padded shoulders, you know, and she had the tucked waist and, you know, long skirt mid-length or whatever, and they had those big shoes with the platforms and stuff like that. But like I said, she, she was a looker. And then he used to bring her black mark. He would cut the fence at the DP camp where she was. Mm -hmm. He would cut the fence and he would bring her black market stockings and ice cream and anything else that she couldn't get, you know, cigarettes mm. or whatever. And then what was it like in the first few weeks after she got back uh, here to the States? Oh, she was lost. She yeah. was completely lost. I mean, you know, she just, she had no clue what was going on. She couldn't speak to anybody, barely. I mean, she barely spoke to people. But... But she gradually learned, and then she started to uh, mix in a little bit, and she started to get to know people a little bit. But she wasn't super sociable when you were a kid, huh? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So that must have made it harder. Yeah. No, well, no, like I said, she wasn't, and so it was kind of hard. You know, if you wanted to do anything or whatever, you had to uh, basically get her to introduce herself to their parents so that they knew who she was and that I, you know, she wasn't a crazy or whatever. Wow. But yeah? So yeah. what was that like? Was she difficult to work with in those situations? No, she just, she was frightened. Yeah. You know, she was frightened of what was going on. And when you were a kid, we're talking about. Yeah. She was frightened. And like I said, my father, you, uh, you know, he went through the war, so he was scarred. I mean, he was scarred bad. Uh, and, you know, I told you about mentally him. yeah I mean you would go in the den if he was sleeping and you woke him up he would immediately take a stance with a gun you know like he was ready to start didn't have didn't have a gun of course. shooting somebody yeah you know. like Michael Scarn yeah and he actually had a uh, he had a spastika he took off a German and he had a Luger that he took off a German
Wow. Wow. And how did your mom feel about him having that kind of stuff in the home? Oh, well, she didn't want it there, so he hid it somewhere. Yeah. You know, he put it away. Yeah. Uh, stuck it up in a closet or whatever. But, you know, she didn't want any part of it. And, you know, it was a rough time for people during those days because, you know, they were constantly being shuffled off their land. Then they were led back onto the land. Then they were shuffled off the land again. I mean, between the Russians and the German, it was like nobody could figure out what the hell they wanted. And so they came in, they took everything over. Then they decided they didn't want it, so they gave it back. And, uh, you know, so they, <coughs> they were off the farm, went back to the farm, off the farm, back to the farm, wow. I think three times or whatever. And then finally, and the farm actually remained in our family uh, up until about, uh, I would say, maybe 10 years ago or something. And then the Lithuanian government paid my family money. For the land. And so with all that turmoil during the war, did your mom not feel a sense of, of uh, permanence, having a home that wasn't taken away from her when she got to America? Finally, after a while. Yeah. Know, yeah, but it took a long time. Yeah. You know, it took a long time because, like I said, she was very isolated. You know, they, p people were very mistrustful. And how was she with you, with you and your brother? She, she was... She was actually more the disciplinarian than my father was. Really? Was yeah. she strict? Yeah. Well, if somebody was going to whale us, you know, she would come after us. Not yeah. my father. My father wouldn't hit us. Was she strict? Not strict. You know, but there were certain things that she... Like what? You know, you had to do your homework, and you had to do this, and you had to do that, and that was just part of it, and you didn't fight, and you didn't do this. Like what else? Like what around the house was she strict about? You know, keeping your room neat, trying not to kill each other. <laughs> so, How far apart are you and your brother? Well, two years. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. About two years. I want to go back. You you were you mentioned that there was mistrust w in in with your mom or like um, when when she was you know in a new place and there was some kind of mistrust. I, I was wondering where you were going with that. Um, were people mistrustful of her? Yeah, they were mistrustful of her, and she was mistrustful of them. How come? Because she it was the war, and you didn't trust anybody until they, you until you knew them. We're now we're now back in suburbia. Yeah. Ooh. In the early fifties. Yeah. So I mean, you really you were very guarded because you didn't know what the hell was going to happen if this was going to blow up and you were going to have to go back. Or but she didn't have to go back when she was married. She was a, a war bride, so she was basically property of the United States, not Lithuania anymore. Even though she was Lithuanian, she was still being made an American citizen through the war bride program. Okay. Yeah, so... There was a... F this was a formal name. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm out of the loop. Okay. And she, uh, like I said, but my father... Uh, my father did his duty, you know. He went over... There was no question. Once war broke, broke out, everybody... My father enlisted before, before he was 18. He enlisted. Really? Wow. And and tell us more about yeah, that. Yeah, did um what yeah. was that like for him? Yeah. He said it was terrifying. He said, you know, you're a young ki young kid basically 
and now you were being shipped off to war. And, you know, all of a sudden you were being told that uh, you were fighting the, the Russians or the Germans or whatever. And he said, and, you know, America's livelihood was at stake. So, you know, if we didn't defeat these things, there was a good chance America was going to end up being taken over, you know, by, by Germany. The whole world domination. Germany was looking to take everybody over. So in the years following the war, when you were growing up, was there a sense of relief? From my mom. From everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was still paranoia, right? How long did, I mean, did that always kind of stick around or was that? It stuck around for a little bit, but then it went away. I mean, after a while, people just accept the fact that you weren't going anywhere. You know, you were staying here and you were, you were going to become an American citizen and there was no going back and... So you're talking about your mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And as far as my father, my father, like I said, was a United States citizen. So for him, it was go to the war, hopefully come back alive, and go back and, and continue your life, you know, get back into uh, business or whatever it was you were doing. And uh, I'm trying to think, my Uncle Miles, I don't think he ever went in the war. I think he was too young, or they stopped him from going in. They f- stopped him from enlisting. My uncle Alvin enlisted, and he was in a very quiet part of the war. He was, I forgot what, you know, but mm. he, didn't, he wasn't in the up in front fighting like my father. Maybe he was like intelligence or something. Not intelligence. He was just, you know, some other job that was laid back. But my father, forget it, sent him right to the front lines. In fact, I was watching uh, a program on the Holocaust, and they showed the Bergen Buchenwald. Uh, where my father liberated Buchenwald, not Auschwitz, but Bu- uh, Buchenwald. Well, there were several concentration camps. Right. M- many right. of them. And my right. father had liberated one of them. And he said, I remember he told me that when they went in there, they couldn't believe the state of the people in there, how starved. And he said they were walking skeletons, literally. And all they wanted was food, but you couldn't give them food because they hadn't eaten. They were, they were, their, their stomach would have rejected it. Yeah, yeah. So he said, so you couldn't, you couldn't do that. So he said, every now and then you'd break off a tiny piece of chocolate and give it to them, and see if they wow. could handle that, you know. Uh, but he said it was just crazy. But mom said the Germans used to give them uh, potatoes and Limburger cheese. And Limburger cheese is the most smelly, disgusting cheese you've ever. We should be we should be clear though that your 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 mom was not a German prisoner. She was in a, a refugee camp yeah, in Germany. Deported person. Uh, the the prison the people who were taken prisoners were typically Jews mm-hmm. or, or or people that didn't match other um, uh, physical characteristics that the Nazis mm-hmm. thought were less than. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, other displaced people like your mother and your mother and her family were not Jewish, Mm-mm. so they were not p- imprisoned. But they were in that uh, a displaced people's camp. So yeah. you, you really have an interesting situation where you kind of have Germany and you have the Nazis, and it's not it's there's some interchange, but it's not all the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and and in the years after, was there was what was it like geopolitically when you were growing up? Was Germany just kind of a, a blacklisted country? You know. Yeah. It was kind of dealing with the fallout from that because the Nazi Party had kind of stained the whole nation. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and and I mean people, people shied away from Germany. 
They yeah. didn't want any part of anything to do with them because they were afraid that this this crap was going to try to happen again. Yeah. You know. So and they they didn't know what Germany was going to, you know, I mean Hitler came down. Hitler came down, but they didn't know who was going to be next. Mm-hmm. Who they were going to try to push up into the you know, that position. So after they stopped Hitler, there was kind of a yeah. fear of the next big threat. Yeah. What was the image of Nazis when you were growing up and in school? Like, was that just kind of a, you know, ban them at all costs kind of thing? or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, when you, were, when you learned about the Nazis, of course, everything had happened already. Yeah. But, uh, but you knew that America was still very mistrustful of Germany. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy uh, how how you know mistrustful you were when mm-hmm. I went to when I went to uh, Germany when I went with my friend Bonnie mm-hmm. uh, when we went to the trade shows. This is like two years ago. This is like just a couple of years ago. We're not talking about the fifties anymore. Right. No. Right. Yeah. No, this was, right. Um, you could see where Germany was very guarded. It was very guarded, and the people there. You know, they they wanted to know where you were from, but they wanted to know if you were against Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, immediately when they found out you were from the U.S., their first thing was, uh, so are you okay being in Germany, or, you know, are, are you... I think you met some unique people there. I don't... That's not a, a German thing yeah. in, yeah, in 2020. Yeah. 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 A lot, a lot of different people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's so, certain people so, I'm sure who have, unless they were like official. Was this like this was like the cops or somebody? Was it or like no? Okay. So going back to talking about more about your childhood and your mom growing up, like what was uh, it like for her adjusting to post-war America? It was how, hard. How did she interact with 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 teachers with school? Because as as a mom, she I'm sure she had to deal with a lot of other people through through her kids. Well, she how did, did she deal with your teachers? She had trouble dealing with them because she couldn't relate to what was going on, you know, her being here. Uh, you know, to her, it was like, you know, suddenly she had to worry about what was going on with the schools and stuff like that. And all she wanted to know was that we were okay, we were in school. Uh, and, you know, as far as the teachers went, you know, they would ask her about that and she wouldn't, she didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want to talk about war. Yeah, she always said uh, that's past. Okay, it's, it's past time. I, I, I'm not a part of it anymore. Mm. Uh, luckily, I'm here. My family is in Canada, and you know anybody that was lost, like her brother, was taken by the Russians. Uh, he was taken away to fight. Oh. And she never saw him again. Wow. Um, you know her other uh, brother, older brother, was a minister, and same thing. Mm. He was ministering, and he got taken, and she never saw him again. I mean, so suddenly this family that had, I think, seven kids was down to, like, three. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. it was a tough time. It was, you know, it was hard times. A lot of scarring. Yeah, and people used to ask me, you know, what was uh, what was my mother like? And I said, my mother's not a, mod- not a joiner, and she's not real friendly. I said, my mother is a, a typical product of what happened to you during the war. She wasn't friendly? Not really. Yeah. She was guarded. Yeah, she was guarded. If she, if she met you and you started asking her too many questions, she was like, why are you asking me that stuff? Huh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
No? Given her um, experiences, I understand. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, people would ask, ask that. But, uh, but like I said, I, you know, I, I just thought the whole damn thing was, uh, it was crazy. Uh, but here I was, and I was a product of the war.